3: This is Armstrong and Getty
2: The birthplace of talk radio I all
1: these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio What an introduction that was, holy God My gosh Nobody does it better Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah It's such
0: a bizarre
1: world I apologize for that All right, go go. We are now a utopian socialist city.
0: This is Ed McMahon, and now he
2: is Armstrong Armstrong and and Getty. 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 Studio C. In York. A dimly lit room. Pump up that music, Michael. It's a Friday information party. Ooh, it's even a bigger party kind. than normal. Right? right? We're going to be drinking daiquiris, etc., etc. Uh,
3: dimly lit room. Today, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. George Washington. The first president of the United States by God, whose statue was just pulled down in a Portland neighborhood. Really? Really. So this is the first Washington uh, monument. Unbelievable to come down. Uh, one of the greatest and best men in human history. Statue destroyed in the name of something or other. Do we know where it was, like in front of a school or in a park
2: or what, what was the park. situation? It's in a park. Mm. Okay. Well, we'll see how your reaction is to that. But it! I saw one yesterday. I didn't quite understand it because of the way the story was worded, and I didn't look uh, look into it. I should have, uh, that Nancy Pelosi was removing the pictures of three House speakers because they were Confederates. Mm. But I think they were speakers of the House when we were together, so I just thought that was an odd move. But they went with the Confederacy then, uh, subsequently. I, okay. I guess, like I said, it was worded weird, and I couldn't quite figure out. I think that's what was going on. But uh, right. I thought if they, were, if they were speakers of the House, and we have pictures of all the speakers of the House in our nation's history, we ought to have those up.
3: I think that is really getting into the erasing history yeah, zone. Yeah, 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 I agree. Yeah, that, that's completely
2: different than we shouldn't have a park named for a Confederate general. That's oh, yeah. a completely different thing. Yeah, it's, it's indefensible. It's unbelievable, but it, that's you know that's a classic Mott and Bailey. Um, it, you you can make a pretty strong argument and get other people to to build your uh, your fortress of argument with you that Confederate generals shouldn't have their names on things, but then when you start to get into presidents and speakers of the House and stuff like that, uh, it gets a lot more complicated.
3: Right. Well, there you know there are a couple of presidents pre Civil War whose sympathies were definitely with the South. And uh, you'd have to take those down, right? Well, if you're tearing down George Washington's statue, that's just an obscenity. How did that happen? You can't quickly tear down a statue. Well, I'll have the details for you coming up. So it's the end of an extremely long week, an
2: extremely long month, and one of the longest years of everyone's lives.
3: Duh.
2: So uh, you got that. Good freaking God. I was at a donut shop yesterday. Of course I was, because I eat donuts damned near every day. And I was at a donut shop yesterday, and I said, uh, I said to the guy, I said, how's being a small business owner right now? And he said, it's tough, man. It's tough. I said, but we're, 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 we're making it through so far. And I said, yeah, I've been trying to tell my kids. They're complaining about this and that. And I said, everybody out there has got a rough situation because of this. It is not good for anybody, really, in, in, anywhere in the world right now. Yeah. Yep. Old, young, working, not working, married, single, whatever your situation is, it's much more
3: complicated now. You know what I think is funny? Not funny, ha-ha. In fact, it's not funny, ha-ha in the least. It's funny, strange. You know, we've talked for a long time about how... Uh, funny like a Woody uh, Allen movie or peculiar like a Woody Allen marriage? Okay. Yes, the latter. Uh, you know, hard times make for tough people. Tough people make for good times. Good times make for soft people. Soft people make for, for tough times. Um, I, I In this case, tough times have made for insane people. Who, who, who are going nuts and tearing down statues. Yeah. I hate to get.
2: Too worked up until I, uh, you know, you see how what the reaction is because well, you know any- I like
3: to finish my second cup of coffee of the day before I get really, really worked well, up. Well, any individual
2: numnuts could bring down a Washington statue. That doesn't mean that's the, uh, you know, prevailing uh, thought of any group or town or state or anything. So we'll see what the reaction is to Washington coming down.
3: Right. I watched the video, and the amount of cheering by the people on hand was highly disconcerting.
2: Yeah.
3: Uh, but that, you know. Even if it were 30 people, and it probably wasn't quite 30 people, uh, 30 people in a nation of 330 million is not many.
2: Yeah, well, you know, we're reaping what we sow in terms of what we teach uh, in schools. I got a little more on that coming up, but after uh, years of teaching children uh, from a history book... Uh, That Howard Zinn history book that became so popular after years of teaching young people that this is an awful country and founded by awful people. How would you expect any other reaction? Right. Um, And uh, people were concerned about the schools teaching kids and stuff. Well, you're seeing you were right. That's what happens. Why why would you think any else? Anything else? You went to school, and this is what you were taught. Why would why would you think anything else? Right. You can't blame anybody. What am I supposed to do? By by
3: authority figures at the school, your parents sent
2: you to. Yeah, I don't know about you, but I didn't go to I didn't go to high school, and then like hit the library afterwards to do some independent research on what I was just taught in social studies to make sure it was accurate. Right.
3: Yeah. So you just go with what you're taught. Oh yeah. Well, I don't want to be too outraging. No, no, absolutely. I, I'm I'm sorry I brought it up. I should have gone with a different general manager. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, uh, Mrs. Butterworth, uh, uh, Bozo the Clown, uh, Joe DiMaggio. <laughs> I don't know. Somebody, <laughs> something.
2: Let's, Let's inter- have some fun. Let's introduce everybody in the squad. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. Now, just how many months till you get married? Uh, about four months.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, August. Yeah. No, let's see, one, two, three. Yeah, four. Hey, four. hey four. Michael, I here's probably a should know this, huh?
3: Here's a hint. Say, eighty four days with that tone of voice. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> like you'd know to the hour. And, and you're and so you excited, just, right?
0: Exactly. You know, I'm wondering though if they're going to have in the area that I get married at mandatory mask. And this is what I keep wondering: Do I want a bunch of bi- wedding photos with people in mask? If they Um, require that, you know, in in other words, they say you can have the ceremony, but you're all going to have to be masked. I would
2: guess that you probably everybody will have to be in masks or six feet away from each other. That would be my guess. I was planning
0: on being there in a Darth
2: Vader
3: mask anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Well, for the purpose of picks, Michael, have people take off their masks. Yeah, Yeah, I think I will. But. It's just make, make your own independent, adult, intelligent judgment about what's safe and what's not. But I would say
2: if you're following the rules with the new mask, uh, no mask rules, that you would, yeah, everybody will have to have a mask sitting out there watching the
0: wedding. If it's outdoors, I think you have a little bit more wiggle room on that. Uh, you might. I hope so, because I don't want just everybody in masks, because I'm going to look back at these photos and go, what was I, going on? You here? know, I
2: find, Michael, I, f- I have found people like me better in a mask. <laughs> it's pretty obvious to me. I'm getting a completely different reaction from other humans when I wear a mask. Well, you have RBF. I have RBF. I have a scowl. I look angry all the time. My kids say, "What are you mad about, Dad?" And I say, "What are you talking about? I'm not mad about anything." (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'm just sitting here, sitting here, snarling. (laughs) (laughs) And people just people are nicer to me and more approach me more often in a mask. So I might go mask all the time, (laughs) even when this is
3: over. And you ought to go with a nice smile mask too. Just. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> really seal the deal. There you hey, go. everybody, here comes Jack. <laughs> um, there's He's positive. always happy. <laughs> there's
2: Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean?
0: Doing very well. It was uh, on this day in our history, uh, June the 19th in 1865, that Union soldiers arrived in Galveston, Texas, with news that the Civil War was over and, in essence, freeing the last slaves uh, in the United States. This was about uh, a little more than two years after the Emancipation Proclamation um that uh, abraham lincoln delivered uh most some you know there, there's different theories right is it poor communication was there intent on texas to kind of keep the the news hidden i don't know but it is now uh, kind of colloquially co- hmm, what's that word known as juneteenth um and uh it's becoming a, a much more relevant thing i didn't learn about this at all in my schooling and neither did I. Yeah. I did
2: not know about it until last week that's when I learned about Juneteenth, and uh, I, actually, I don't have
0: any sense. Of, I learned about it the first time a couple of years ago from a friend of mine. Yeah, yeah.
3: Okay. It, it's a little like Cinco de Mayo in that it it wasn't a really a big giant decisive day, but it was a big celebration in Texas, and it kind of spread. Yeah, it
2: doesn't matter. The origins of things don't, you know. Right. Once it, something becomes, this is what it symbolizes. I'm fine right. with that. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I, hey, I have no problem with a day to celebrate the end of slavery. No. But I, that, I, that's a good holiday. It's better than a lot of them. We got Arbor Day. I'm looking at you. But <laughs> has it always been giant in the black community? And I just found
0: out about it, or is it just, is it mostly in the South? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's from what I've gathered. I've done an informal study of my friends in California. Hey, when did you first hear about this? And it's all almost universally been within the last five years.
2: Well, Trump got mocked yesterday, as he gets mocked all the time, for saying, I made Juneteenth famous. He did for me. I found out about Juneteenth because of his rally in Oklahoma that was going to be today, and then he moved it because they claimed he did it on purpose on Juneteenth. Um, I, that's how I found out about the, the term, and I'll, I'll probably know it forever. And it's, what is today? June 19th. June 19th, okay i'll have to try to remember that
3: it's today um <laughs> uh,
2: i'm jack armstrong he's joe getty on this friday june 19th the year 2020 we're armstrong and Getty. And we approve
3: of this program we do so let's begin officially now according to fcc rules regs at mark
2: a bouncer in birmingham hit me in the face with a crescent wrench five times and my wife's boyfriend broke my jaw with a fence post so if you don't buy a trailer for me it ain't gonna hurt my feelings <laughs> Wait a second,
0: what the hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> that was among, that was just a piece of what is arguably the greatest local commercial I have ever seen. It's a commercial? It's a commercial for, I believe he's selling uh, mobile homes or trailers or, yeah. Yeah, like, uh, what do you call them, your prefab homes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah, double-wides. double go- wides. <laughs> And uh, for some reason, he decided to share about the time he got busted up by a bouncer and his wife's boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Your wife's not wait, supposed whoa, to have a wait, boyfriend. Whoa, what?
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah, the uh, point of the commercial is buy a house for me or don't. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: it is t- the best commercial I've ever seen, too. We'll play the whole thing later.
3: I'm sure we will. How does mailbag look? Oh, very nice. Very nice. I got a real Friday feel to it. But first, of course, we have to do Clips of the Week. Don't!
2: That's fantastic. All on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty
1: Show. We're
3: going to talk later
2: about this weird time we're in where uh, there's constant demands for apologies for people and bowing and kneeling and begging forgiveness and everything like that, at the same time where we don't accept any apology for anything. Right. Um, oh, right. Anything you've done in the past, you could say was a joke or I've changed my mind or anything. No, no apology counts. So we're demanding apologies and not accepting them at the same time. What is, we're uh,
3: demanding is humiliation and capitulation. The old H and Well, you're not getting it from me. You'll get mailbag in a minute or two. But first... <laughs> Let's take a fun look back at the week that was.
1: It's Cal clips of the week. People were, you know, they were doing some stuff, and then, and then <laughs> other people were like, "Hey, don't, do, don't do that stuff."
0: They wrote "racist" on the statue of Winston Churchill. Wow. Uh, responded World War Two. Uh, what do you hear about the other guy? <laughs> I think it would be stupid. Is not played.
2: So now if you want to answer 100 questions in a half hour, you'll just have to have a four-year-old like the rest of us.
0: For the first time in my life in Capitol Hill, I hear gunshots every single night.
2: Without police to enforce law and order, we saw a case of street justice. A group of armed men from the protest zone surrounded the thief and arsonist, demanding he give up the cash and keys. When he refused, he was beaten by the so-called security team.
1: Dads are cramming for some World War II quiz show.
2: (laughs) Paw Patrol, if that goes, I'm moving to New Zealand. The United States didn't inherit slavery from anybody. We created it.
1: We're sending the wrong message to our black youth. We're telling them that they can fight with the police and expect nothing to happen. That is the wrong message to send to black youth.
2: Players will be discouraged from licking their fingers and clearing their noses on the court. <laughs> I don't, were they encouraged to do that before this? According to a recent poll, fewer Americans have a negative view of Vice President Joe Biden than they did of Hillary Clinton. Said Clinton, stop asking people. Leave me out of your polls.
1: <laughs> Wake up. <laughs>
3: That was pretty good. <laughs> oh, that was a nice, thick, well-marbled cow. Mm. Really enjoyed it. And if you don't get the f- award-winning fourth hour of the Armstrong and Getty show on your radio station, the podcast is available at armstrongandgetty.com. Or at least it ought to be. There's something weird technically going on, but just be patient. We'll get him up there. Mailbag. First of all, freedom-loving quote of the day from the great George Washington, who is credited by most accurately with inventing the very concept of of the secular elected executive who willingly gives up power. A great, great man in many ways. Here's your freedom-loving quote from old G-dub. There's nothing better which can preserve... I'm sorry, that says deserve. Maybe you'll get a little closer to it. There we go. There's nothing which can better deserve our patronage than the promotion of science and literature. Knowledge is in every country the surest basis of public happiness. Keeping in mind that the woke crowd is trying to roll back science and literature and uh, enlightenment values. And getting knowledge
2: is harder than ever, though. Yeah. Where are you going to go get it? Especially about current
3: events. CNN. Of course... My favorite G-dub quote and the one that, that must endure for all ages is, if freedom of speech is taken away, then dumb and silent, we may be led like sheep to the slaughter. Well, there's a good example of
2: that. Jonathan Turley tweeting about today about this uh, city council meeting that, uh, that the, the heckler's veto took over and they didn't get to, to talk. We'll have to get into that later. The audio is amazing.
3: It's not free speech. It's hate speech. Reject that. Reject it, my friends. Reject it reflexively and on all occasions. Moving along. Gentlemen. Writes, uh, Chris, really enjoyed the show. Uh, Just the right amount of humorous quips, sarcasm, cynicism. I've never really appreciated Jack's closing proverb until today. We'll take in the news so you don't have to, then we'll talk about it tomorrow. I'm burnt out by the pace and tone of current events. Extremely grateful for your selfless consumption and translation so I can stay up to date, yet still enjoy my life. Uh, Then he signs off, KCJBVP, keep checking Joe Biden's vitals periodically. (laughs) Uh, Thank you, Chris. It's cost us uh, both our souls, but we're happy to do it. Wake up. It's it. It's a living. Joe, are you all right? Nurse, nurse. Uh, Hey, just started listening in Southern California. I'm a huge fan, right, Slory? Jack, if you have boys, you want to put open DNS on your Internet. It's a parental filter that goes through your router so it doesn't slow down your Internet speed. Ten years old is not too young to do this. Trust me. Open DNS. Yeah, open DNS. I don't know much about it. I'll I'll find a guide. It funnels all
2: your financial information to the Chinese is what it does. Yeah, and then, Sean, go to Jack's house and help him install it. (laughs) Open DNS. Okay, I'll look into that.
3: Let's see. John writes, another product that should be removed or rebranded. Ah, the Mrs. Butterworths thing. A lot of people wrote in on that topic. A uh, long-time listener, uh, one dad is a Japanese American. <clears throat> I have personally uh, been called and taken offense to this product, uh, and that is cheese nips. That is cheese John Jap- nips. Japanese American oh, gotcha. John, there he, he he doesn't like that. And of course, I've I've railed, I've campaigned, I've marched, I've, I've I've pulled down statues of the Lucky Charms leprechaun. It's incredibly insulting to the Irish, my people, and, and I won't have it. I will not be demeaned by that tap dance and stereotype. More news of the day next. Armstrong and Getty. The
0: Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: Based on what's happening in Tulsa right now, how many people are likely to show up at this rally that are already infected, right? So, you know, if you do the calculations, about 100 people likely to arrive at that rally infected. Now, not all of them are actually going to be spreaders. Typically, what you find is that 20% uh, tend to be big spreaders of the virus. So 20 people out of those 20,000 likely to be spreaders. But given the environment, they are likely to spread to 40 to 50 people. Far more than they normally would if they were outside or wearing a mask or something like that. So there you go, Allison. 800 to 1,000 new infections. What happens then? Those people then potentially go to their homes. They go to their communities. They spread it more and more. Is a spreader where you are in the cycle of the virus? Or are you a certain biology in your body? Or are you a certain kind of person you like cough and breathe more? jeez, oh, I,
3: uh, I don't know. I assumed it just has to do with where you are in the virus's life and death cycle. Hmm. But I don't know that. Uh, Mike in Arkansas, frequent correspondent, got his tickets uh, to go to the big rally. He's going to journey to the Bach Arena in Tulsa. Uh, he says, I doubt I'll get in. I guess, Do they overissue tickets? I don't know how that I works. would wear a mask. And then uh, he tells me what holiday in he's staying at, and I, I appreciate the knowledge. I, I don't <laughs> think I'll be joining you, sir, but... Thank you for in case that. you want to
2: come by my room and uh and you know, we'll smoke out. a
3: bowl before we go in or whatever. <laughs> I I actually don't think that's Mike's uh, Mike's role but uh, anyway I wish him well I, I've got to admit I don't I don't know what the Bach arena is I liked it in the old days you know when I'd go to a hockey game in Chicago you know what stadium I went to Chicago Stadium there you go of course I went to Wrigley Field it was a chewing gum sponsor but I don't know from the box Center is that the mm-hmm. Bank of Kenya or or I don't know um, Bill O'Reilly's uh, cats. I don't know what that stands for. I'm having,
2: I'm having an old day. This was something that uh, only started occurring after I was like 40 or something, where some days I feel older than others. And I'm having <laughs> a very old-feeling day. I got out of my car and jogged, and I run into the building every day. It's something I've done ever since my radio career started 30-some years ago. I was running. I did not know that. For all my shifts. Always have since I was 19 years old. Um, i shuffling with my head hanging. Just thinking, getting my, (laughs) hoping nobody sees me. No, I get my blood flowing this time. But anyway, kind of, I like guys, Joe Biden esque coming in today. Uh, (laughs) Wake up. (laughs) Wake up. Wake up. And my wife was commenting on how he looks frail, and he does look frail. Trump does not look frail. Biden looks like one of the, you know, the the sort of old person. God bless him. Uh, We all will be there someday, but the kind of person you push around in a chair.
1: Yeah,
3: a little bit. Mm. Um, Oh, getting back to the Bach Arena. The manager of the arena in Oklahoma, in beautiful Tulsa, um, is uh, now in the midst of a legal fight. They're still planning to hold the rally. Um, It's planned for tomorrow evening. It's a 19,000-seat venue. That's a pretty big stadium in in beautiful Tulsa. Um, And they're being sued by uh, a number of local residents and business owners alarmed by the prospect of a large-scale outbreak. Lower court refused to issue an injunction, so it's going to the Oklahoma Supreme Court. Now, is this a virus thing or a politics thing, people that are trying to stop the rally? It's a virus thing, I think. I mean, you could accuse them of having underlying motives, but they're, all of their their appeals, uh, their public appeals, their legal arguments have to do with the virus. Mm-hmm. The uh, I would not go to a big indoor event full of people. No, me neither. The arena management statement said, "We'll uh, hand, will temperature check everybody, alpha masks, hand sanitizers. There'll be multiple cleanings throughout the event, uh, et cetera." The uh, one of the attorneys said uh, this will cause a, a risk to the communities, and w- w- where's his fav- my favorite quote? 19 thousand people chanting and screaming and yelling in a big box in the middle of the worst pandemic we may have ever faced as a country. It's madness to let this event go forward. All righty then do you know the Trump uh, campaign got more than a million requests for tickets, more than a million um. I mean the news, even Fox News is touting new polls show Biden leads nationally and in swing states he's not getting a million people at any rallies of course he's not having any rallies
2: yeah well 538 debuted their uh, weighted poll today they they like to think of themselves as the best polling organization out there as they take in a much different information weigh it this way and that way and they say biden's got an eight point lead
3: nationally by their numbers which uh you would probably win for the millionth time we don't have the election nationally we do it state by state right uh, but, uh, you know, the swing states are looking a little dark for the president. Uh And just, then for the million and third time, there's going to be a hundred things happen between right. now and yeah. November. And any analysis offered today sure. is worthless. To it all.
2: absolutely is. I cannot ga- engage in talking about polls at this point because what, what's the point? What is the freaking point? Especially
3: you tell me, people already angry about the Mrs. Butterworth's controversy. You tell me what the, is going to be the top
2: three stories uh, on Election Day. I don't have the slightest idea. The virus might be completely off the radar by that point. The election's going to be one of them. Election will be a big story. (laughs) Um, That was cheating. (laughs) No, that doesn't count. But the virus might be completely off the map by then. Right. Or or by far the number one story in the country. And a
3: whole bunch of other things the same way. So I don't have any idea uh, what people are going to be going in for. I tell you what, if people keep pulling down George Washington statues, the headline in my uh, world is going to be finding them and rounding them up. Putting them in jail. Uh,
2: trying to figure out how outragey we want to be today, you know. You get tired of that, and it's Friday and all Yeah, I know. I do. I know. You retweeted this yesterday. I thought it was pretty good. It was uh, somebody responding to a Washington Post piece. I'll just read the tweets in order, because they're pretty good. A 3,000-word, byline investigation informing you that a woman you have never heard of, who is not a public figure until now, wore an offensive Halloween costume two years ago at a Washington Post cartoonist party. Yes. 3,000 word story in the Washington Post about that. Yep. The next tweet about it. She left the party. She, she wore a humiliating costume. She left the party humiliated and ashamed, which strikes me as fair proportionate outcome. This person says says she got therapy over, over it, but it's important for a top newspaper to degrade. To, or to dredge this up years later to make sure she's punished further because that's just who we are now. And then this, this is the, the kicker, the punchline, and I think is really interesting. How the hell are we supposed to say with a straight face we are about fairness and justice and redemption and then do this? We are making it so easy for the right. This fits into every one of their narratives. So this is
3: a lefty writing this. Y- yes, my dear, it does. It absolutely does. Because so many of yours are just absolutely savage. Uh, this, and, uh, this and story, another tweet this will set ahead. you up I think yeah go And ahead. another
2: tweet from uh, Elizabeth Bruning, uh, a similar theme there's just something unsustainable about an environment that demands constant atonement but actively disdains the very idea of forgiveness you did wow. it you're done. you should never work again, you should never be happy again well you must
3: apologize you must confess you must just shout how horrible a person you are by virtue of either your action or your race or both and then we will go ahead and execute you anyway uh, it's very north korea-ish and and when you drill down to this into this story oh oh i'm sorry this woman has been fired did we make that clear no she's been fired now because the Wapo because of put custom- out a three thousand <laughs> word piece to journalists about a party she was briefly at two years ago as a non public figure,
2: and she left the party in embarrassment. <sighs> well, you want to hear and regrets well, it, but it doesn't really matter. It happened two years ago, and never. You know, I don't know anything about this person, but don't look at her body of work like her entire life. Are there any other examples of uh, anything that's bad or
3: not? But it's even worse than that. It was a, uh, a Halloween party that. WAPO political cartoonist Tom Tolles held. It was uh, attended by about 100 people. Many wore timely political costumes. One guy dressed as uh, Brett Kavanaugh, uh, uh, accessorized with a beer-dispensing device on his head. (laughs) Another dressed as the Mueller witch hunt, etc. This woman, who's a friend of the cartoonist, arrived dressed as Megyn Kelly, who was then with NBC... And blackened her face in reference to Kelly's comments that week when she said, When I was okay, it's when I was a kid, it was okay to wear blackface as long as you're dressing up as like a character. So she was dressing up as critical of Megyn Kelly. And everybody got it. There were two people at the party they say were offended. And, and were so they? she felt uh, uh, very bad about it. should um, she? And, and she left immediately, hurt and and humiliated, and sought counseling, counseling for months and months and months. She was so sad and ashamed of what she'd done, and now two years later, for some reason, the Wapo decides uh, to put three thousand words in the paper, and she gets fired from her job.
2: And lefties are saying we can't run society like this. You can't right? demand people, you know, change their ways, uh, ask for forgiveness, and then you know try to ruin their lives no matter what.
3: Well, and and this woman. He expressed, I mean, the most grievous and, and heartfelt regrets. I couldn't do that. She had to that. get cance- counseling for
2: I, years. I don't think I could do that. She
3: felt so bad about it, she was wearing an ironic costume, mocking somebody else for saying it. You know, maybe it's a bad idea, but the idea the idea that you would hear her explanation, the whole story, and still consider her a monster, that is mob violence. It's unbelievable.
2: Yeah. Feel... And, well, well, there's the whole getting beaten in the street thing you gotta worry about. You know, that, that, that would suck, but, uh, it gets pretty rough if the mob comes after you on Twitter because you lose your job because every company in America apparently is scared to death of the Twitter mob. If, oh, yeah. if they come and say you, you know, you went to a party doing something a couple of years ago, you gotta go, apparently. Oh, yeah. That's wild. That's really interesting. I hope the, you know, the, 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 the voices of the left like Bill Maher and Matt Taibbi and that sort of thing can, uh, it emerges the leaders.
3: I certainly hope so. Uh, A couple of comments here from Reason. Reporter Elizabeth Nolan Brown tweeted, if you're an adult who is physically, this is a quote from some of the people, if you're an adult who is, quote, physically and emotionally threatened by an offensive Halloween costume and still scarred by it two years later, get help, y'all. That's not on anybody but you. Writer and podcaster Katie Herzog tweeted, breaking woman no one has ever heard of commits microaggression two years ago. Philippa Hughes, who attended the Halloween party, told the Post that exposing the woman would be too much of a punishment. But the paper published the story anyway. Um, she said it, it's unfair to go back and attack some clueless woman because she's not a public person. She was punished then by the people, the people who chastise her, by the host of the party. Um, it's just uh Terrible. Uh, ah ba 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 and then she pointed out uh with this story they'll get the public humiliation they want but it won't foster any real dialogue between us I wish they would talk to me This is the woman who wore the costume I made a mistake and I understand now that when black people make a mistake they get killed But she says there'll be no uh, dialogue it's just humiliation unbelievable These are some weird times man no doubt even if the Chinese bat virus weren't around I mean it'd be it'd be nasty uh, James
2: Gandolfini once threatened to beat up Harvey Weinstein. Uh, Kelly Conway, Kellyanne Conway appears to have gotten a, a lot of Botox in the last couple of days.
3: I noticed she'd freshened up her look last night. She freshened was on up a special report with Brett Baer. She was yeah. looking, looking pretty good. I
2: wish I could freshen up. I'm having an old day, like I said. I'd like to freshen up my look.
3: Get you some Botox.
2: Here's a Sean happen?
3: will inject it for you. He's got a steady hand. He's a young man.
0: Oh, yeah. I get it right the first time.
2: I want to be super smooth and then really big uh,
3: lips. Yeah, in like enormous comedic lips. <laughs> uh, oh, hey, listen, I don't want to get all outragey all the time, but uh, it's actually it's so stupid, it's funny. The city of Duluth, Minnesota, has uh, announced a move so ludicrous and laughable and woke, it will make you chuckle aloud. We will get to that soon, maybe even next.
1: Armstrong and Getty. The
3: Armstrong and Getty Show. This weekend is Father's Day, but I'm not quite sure about this promotion. To celebrate the day, Denny's is offering a bacon bouquet, uh, and this is nice. It even comes with a card that says, "This is why Mom left." Oh, wow. What uh, dark
2: I would turn at the end. Yeah. The well, dark turn. Yes. I would munch on a bacon bouquet all day long <laughs> for father's day. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. Uh, we'll play Jimmy Kimmel later, but Jimmy Kimmel announced he's, he's uh, taken off like the rest of the summer clear through September. He's just out. Wait a minute. Is that an option? And, <laughs> he said, there's nothing wrong. I'm healthy. My family's healthy. I just need a couple of months off. Um, I hear that. Yeah. 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 He's been doing it for 18 years. I, I often wonder why any of these people keep doing what they're doing anyway. They, when, once you got more money than you could spend in your lifetime.
0: What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> unless, unless
2: that's what you enjoy more than anything else, which is perfectly fine, but. In which case, what are you doing?
3: <laughs> you know, I had an interesting conversation with a, a gent about that very question last night, and uh, he's of the belief that. Um, and he's known a handful of people like this. You have to have a purpose. You have to have something you need to accomplish. And oh, no doubt. Yeah, so you got people all this money to spend. <laughs> spend <laughs> the money. Exactly. Uh, some get people... nicer and nicer boats. Yes. That's what I need. That's my purpose. <laughs> some people can be content just playing golf all day, every day, but, but a lot of people can't. Depends who you're. I mate. know
2: that I couldn't. I know that I couldn't. I know that about myself. And, uh, and I always remember my dad, when he retired after a while, he said, work as long as you can. Right, and I, 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 know that that's the way I'm built. I need to, uh, I need to have some place I got to come and things I got to do, and uh,
3: or I will just, I
2: will be the Big Lebowski.
3: <laughs> well, it, it's, it's ironic that you have that philosophy, as we've put off work as long as we can by getting into this line of work. Yeah,
2: now I've got a, a job I really, really like, which is right. different than if I was doing something I hate every single day.
3: Then I would get out of there as quickly as possible and find a different purpose. Yeah, if you were working in some meat packing plant. Freezing cold, chopping chickens in half, and spreading, <laughs> spreading the COVID around. What? what You'd probably be more anxious to hit the golf course.
2: What do you do for a living? i chop chickens in half.
3: <laughs> Keep f***ing that chicken. Uh, we're chopping it. Then I'm he goes down that. to the next guy. He chops the halves in halves, which they are then quarters. And it, well, it goes from there? Huh. There, there apparently is some sort of uh, American City stupid contest going on as various burgs and hamlets race to see which can be the most woke. And Duluth, Minnesota is nosed into the lead, a a surprising uh, surge by Duluth as city leaders are making a push to remove the word chief from any job titles, calling the term uh, offensive to indigenous people. Wow. I checked twice to make sure this was not the onion. So police chief is offense.
2: Oh, yeah. Have they asked any uh, Native Americans? (laughs) Of course not, because often uh with these things they don't ask the supposedly offended people because the supposedly offended people think it's cool yeah you you adopted uh, our leader what we what our leader's name was for you or your leader you in position that, of respect, yeah, yeah, like the top coolest job you yeah. can have is what the chief is mm-hmm. how would that possibly be offensive
3: well, I don't know, maybe we could appeal it to the racist racist chief justice of the Supreme Court. I've been looking into the etymology of the world and uh, of the word rather, and it's not clear to me that that chief emerged from Indian hey, tribes. Anyway. I think it was put on them by English-speaking people. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So chief just means the key or uh, highest rank or most important. The chief reason for the spending cuts is that we got no more damn money. Okay. Um, So this is just a a hilariously, childishly dumb uh, effort to be woke by Duluth Mayor Emily Larson and and the city council. She implored the council to approve the change next week, quote, so that we can have more inclusive leadership and less language that is rooted in hurt and offensive, intentional marginalization.
2: You people are are actually mentally ill. Can we please stop using gendered language? So speaking of Minnesota, Amy Klobuchar announced she is out. She will not be the vice presidential running mate, and she said uh, Joe Biden needs to pick a black woman. So Amy Klobuchar, who I think before that poor guy got murdered in the streets of Minneapolis, I think she was absolutely going to end up being the vice presidential nominee, is uh, off the ticket. She took herself off the ticket.
3: She was probably told, look, you're out. Do you want to make the announcement? We'll give you the dignity of Mm -hmm. saying you're pulling back, and you can make up a reason if you want, sweetheart. Twists and
2: turns of history, man. It's really interesting. She was going to be vice presidential nominee. He has a decent chance to win. He's almost certainly a one-termer if he makes it that far. She might have been the first woman president. But, you know, a thug cop murders a guy, and everything changes. She
3: was a little soft on that, allegedly, in uh, the Twin Cities. Right. Yeah, too bad. Too bad. Got sent this list of the top ten highest crime cities in America. By the way, and all ten are run by a, a Democrat. I don't know if that proves anything, but it's interesting. And and listen, people in St. Louis, Detroit, Baltimore, Memphis, Kansas City, Little Rock, Milwaukee, Rockford, Cleveland, Stockton keep voting the same way over and over again, and you'll get a different result.
2: Some pretty big pushback on John Bolton's book yesterday. I suppose we ought to uh, look into a little bit. Took it from both sides. What? Right in the took it
1: right in the mustache.
3: How? <laughs>